Well, my friends, Merry Christmas. Um, what a joy to celebrate with Christians throughout the entire world, either in in-person um, masses and other celebrations, as well as um, through digital means, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for the gospel during the day of um, Christmas Day, we actually read this, the prologue of John's gospel, uh, which is for us a reminder that when we have all the trappings of Christmas and we have all the celebration, um, that we need to remember who it is that is incarnate on Christmas Day. You see, the story of John's Gospel is that John's Gospel was written last of all. It was probably the last book of the New Testament to be written. And that uh, people knew the stories. They knew uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They had been in wide circulation. People knew the historical accounts of our Lord. Um, But that they had lost something of who this is. And so John, uh, writing his gospel last of all, uh, wants to remind them that the one that we read about in the other gospels, this Jesus, is God. That this is the Word, the only begotten Son of God, the second person of the Most Holy Trinity. And so we, too, can use this reminder as we contemplate, and you should go and read regularly this um, beginning of John's gospel, Um, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That it's the beautiful interplay of love, of the Father knowing himself, and that knowing himself um, is such a perfect act, that it is a person, the person of the Son, the Word, and that the Father and the Son, they know each other and they love each other. And that love between the Father and the Son is another person, the Holy Spirit. And so we have here at the beginning of John's Gospel this basis for Trinitarian theology. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And that this God then becomes one of us. This God becomes man. Et verbum caro factum est. And the Word became flesh that he entered into our humanity, that God, from the beginning, existing for all of eternity, enters into humanity, et verbum caro factum est, and the Word was made flesh, and made his dwelling among us, and we saw his glory. And so this is, as we celebrate Christmas, and we consider the baby, born of Our Lady, laid in the manger, That baby is the Word, is God, existing from all of eternity. Jesus Christ is God. And that's what gives Christmas an importance above any birthday celebration or any merely secular holiday because we are celebrating that the Christ child is the Word, is God from all eternity. And that that word, God himself, becomes flesh. And then our job is to accept him. Our job is to welcome him, to worship him, to acknowledge him, and to accept him. He came into the world. And the world came to be through him. But the world did not know him. And that was true when John wrote his gospel Um, probably 1920, 30 years ago. Um, It's true as well um, today. The world doesn't know our Lord. 
The world was made through him, but the world doesn't know him. And then even sadder, he came to what was his own. He came to his own people. And his own people did not accept him. And that is as well true today. That our Lord reaches out, he comes to his own people. Now that's the Jewish people um, in John's Gospel. Um, The people who had been specially prepared for the incarnation. And they reject him. But it's true as well in our Lord's church. That our Lord reaches out to us, members of his church. And how many people call themselves Christians and don't accept Christ. And they don't welcome him. He came to his own. And his own people did not accept him. But, John promises us, but to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. He gave us the power, as we accept him, to become children of God. We are the beneficiaries at Christmas. This is our Christmas gift. To those who did accept him, he gave the power to become children of God. It's like we prayed in our opening prayer and that we pray in every Mass in the, with the mingling of the water and the wine. Perhus aque vina mysterium, eus sufficiamur divinitatis consortis, qui humanitatis nostre, fairy dinatis partice. I prayed in Latin every day, so let me try to translate it. Um, may, through the mystery of water and wine, may we become, uh, may we share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. May we really, truly share in Christ's divinity, because he humbled himself to share our humanity. So that as Christ shares our humanity, as the word became flesh and shares our humanity, so that we can share his divinity. What a marvelous exchange this is, that he takes our humanity and we are offered to share his his divinity. To those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. My friends, this is the deep spiritual meaning of what happens at Christmas. This is what we're celebrating today with Christians throughout the entire world, that the word, God himself, became flesh for us, that he lowered himself for us, that he took our humanity onto himself so he can offer us a share in his divinity. And he gives us power to become children of God. And so on this Christmas day, we should rejoice in divine filiation that we are really, through baptism, adopted sons and daughters of God the Father. That this was given to us uh, on account of the incarnation of the Son of God. And so we should rejoice in that being adopted. There's nothing better than being a son or daughter in a good and loving family on Christmas morning. And all the more so, on a supernatural level, we are sons and daughters of the Father. We are made children of God. And so we rejoice uh, as part of God's family this Christmas. The Word was made flesh and made his dwelling among us. Verbum caro factum est, tabitabi to nobis. God came to dwell with us. So that offering, taking upon himself our humanity, he can offer us divinity to become real sons and daughters of God the Father.